if you are not me moving in my chair right now you are not mistaken this is, in fact, the A Show episode 165. I am Justin here with Meals. A little special opening to commemorate the release of one Rowdy Rebel back into the general population. So let's just, you know, give it up for Rowdy Rebel. He's back. I mean, it's been six years. He's been down bad. It's been a long time. He's been yeah. more successful while being, I mean, I won't say more successful, but his entire, like, I guess, stardom. Everything. He's been in jail legitimately 90, 95% of the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, at this point, he is very much so. He, he was growing into like New York lore because cr- computers is the fucking. It just it's is, man. It's one of the greatest. And, spe- and for him to, to be out at this time of year when that song and that video with the girls dancing and all of the, the Christmas regalia. Uh, you know that that video is circulated for almost what four or five years now, and yeah, me, it means it means a lot. So, um, congratulations to Rowdy. Bobby's next. You know they're almost back on the streets where they uh should stay safe and out of trouble, but back still yeah. on the streets. <laughs> Get back to making money. How about that? Let's do that. Yeah. Let's uh yeah. let make money, make records, uh, make anthems. Keep doing that. Um. Speaking of, of, yeah. of making money, we got to make our uh, non-existent money uh, doing this. We made <laughs> some money. We made some money earlier this yeah, year. We, yeah, we we did. We we this has been a crazy year. Can you believe that? That was that was pre-COVID. We were we were doing that. It was happening. Yeah. Like, do yeah, we still have we money? Some money. Our, do we still have money in our bank account to buy a, like a, a happy meal or something. We have more than enough to buy stuff. I have not <laughs> any money that we've made off of anything i have not spent it it is legitimately it is it is a monument more than anything to what we've done thus far (laughs) i want to get back into i I do want to get back i i really did enjoy making ads uh the top of the year i I think the 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 service we were using um was cool but you know if you guys have any services or you know of any services that can give us you know some ad dollars and we can do some really cool commercials now that we have like a full range of like production equipment let us know because i i really want to go in you know on ads in 2021 and have some fun with it absolutely yeah why shouldn't we at this point i mean but we are we're one week away meals from not only christmas well, oh, something that's what I was looking forward to. Yes. No. <laughs> we are one week away from the beginning of the A Show year end episodes. Uh, next Wednesday, they will be out. Uh, I sent, you know, you know, it's serious when Mill says, send me last year's list. And I said, oh, we, we, we doing this? We I, just, here? I just wanted to look. I just wanted to kind of get a taste of like, okay, where is my brain going? Yeah. Where is where 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 am I leaning towards in any direction? of any what I wanted to do. I wanted to look at it and be like, hmm, am I leaning in any direction towards something? Maybe watching an episode of Monday Night Raw, which I didn't even get through fully, uh, will 
jog my memory or jog some things in my brain, you know, just get some things rolling. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's going to be a weird year. Uh, I think that, you know, looking at the full gamut of wrestling at one point this year, we really only had two companies to be watching. Right. So that'll, that'll be the majority. That'll be the majority of our list this year. Let's just be clear. There's really only two companies that, kind of stay down and stay consistent throughout the whole year uh, a little bit of new japan might get in there for me but you know that that's about it for my list but be on the lookout for our year end list next week it will be the complete show of year end yeah stuff. absolutely so, be ready for that ready quick, for quick that. question holiday holiday season i, sh- I should have told you about the draw thing yes. um how are you doing how are you doing with the yeah how <laughs> are you doing with the holiday season. stuff did you have a hard time getting your secret santa uh, because we do the RNC Radio Secret Santa every year. Do you have a hard time picking that? Oh, yes. Um, my Secret Santa. I was really luckily. I'm gonna say this because I know he's not listening <laughs> to the show. But um, I was really, I was really excited to to get my my you know my recipient. Um, I I know him. I've known him for such a long time. He was actually the person that I wanted to get mm. this year. So I had a I had a blast just finding that and you know luck i kind of lucked up and and finding that and i think i got him the dopest okay. gift this year i think i got him the dopest gift wow. of RNC this year i really do because it, it you know what it is meals but like it encapsulates who he is and what he really loves to do and also a joke that i've said to him before about how he lives mm, interesting he lives okay in. let's make sure this never gets to him by the way i know i, I knew you didn't pick up on that I, no i, I just thought he one. you know what it just is what it is um I I typically go through a very stress stress heavy like maybe <laughs> 72 hours because more than anything I want to get it out of the way. I don't even want to think of it cuz I got like other things to worry about in the holiday season, other people to get gifts for, other things like that. So I don't even want to worry about it. So I I I I plunge myself into 72 hours of anxiety ridden um stress and I got a good gift. I think I got a gift that was one. I So here's the thing. I think really hard about gifts because I care a lot about like what people receive and how they receive yeah. and all the other stuff like that. Like I care a, a, a ton. Um, so if you ever have me as a secret Santa in the future or something like that, just know that it came from the heart or something like that. But I still say that what you got me two years ago, three years ago, the the hoodie is still one of the greatest <laughs> gifts. <laughs> that is one of the greatest gift. Like my fiance looks at it and absolutely does not know what the hell you know it is or what we're talking about. We were actually cleaning out our storage the other week, and I said, you know, I, I had the the hoodie there folded up in storage, and she was like, you know, throwing away clothes, taking it to Goodwill, and I you snatched the hoodie. Like, First you of all, this. <laughs> this you don't want to see anyone in the streets <laughs> wearing that hoodie. It doesn't work. <laughs> You don't want to see anyone in the streets of LA wearing that hoodie. It's just, no, it's not a good look. Not at um, all. No, nah, definitely. So I definitely think a lot about my gifts. So I hope everyone else is thinking very hard about their gifts. At this point, if you have not ordered anything from online, you're kind of fucked in terms of getting it for Christmas. Uh, I just personally heard that a lot of things because of USPS and COVID and everything delayed and all the jazz and et cetera, et cetera, is just taking longer than it does. Typically, USPS, UPS, FedEx, 
they kind of are forced to run like a well-oiled machine that they run at no other point of the year, but this part of the year. Bro, and think of all of the wild stuff that they have yeah. going on right now. They have vaccines that they are literally, you know, shipping out express <laughs> to all over the world. Um, you know, just be patient with them. Be patient with the Secret Santas, but also people who are doing Secret Santa, hurry up. <laughs> like, you gotta, hurry up. Yeah, hurry the fuck up. Like, you might have to do expedited two-day shipping. You might have five, to bro. pay you, the extra. You, you knew it. You knew, you know, what it was, <laughs> when it was, when it got announced. Hurry up. But RNC Secret Santa is usually, usually really dope. They're, they're, they're like the, the most funny, hilarious part of the year. And, you know, you get to really see uh, how all of us learn about each other. And I think, you know, we add somebody new every year, you know. So, like, they, they learn something about somebody else. And, and you know, I've, I've, I'm just excited to see what people get. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be dope. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, you know what? We should not waste any more time. Not that we're wasting time because I think this is a good conversation to have, but we should get into everything yeah. that's going on in the week because we have a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, last pay-per-view of 2020. But before we get into that, we're going to get into No Holds Barred for this week. First up, Goldberg's The Streak Untold oh, documentary. Actually, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Speaking of No Holds Barred, um, uh, we have to, before we do anything, we got to say RIP to, um, gosh. Oh, yeah, to, to Tiny, Tiny Lister. Lister. Yes. Yeah. Even you, when you speak yeah. of No Holds Barred, it immediately jumped back in my mind. And I think it, he, yeah. um, the news came out some late last week or a little bit after the show last week, but definitely got to yeah. give a, uh you know, and you know, it's funny that you say that. And and I actually, you know, it slipped my mind because just the way that the news cycle goes, you know what I'm saying? Like that literally happened, I think last Thursday or Friday. And now we're talking, we're on to like five different other things that happened during the day, but not to disrespect, you know, the, the, the dearly departed, but tiny Lister RIP, you know, I made up no holds barred, not because of the match, but because of that movie, ironically. So, um, you know, that not only just Debo, but he was Zeus. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was somebody that was somebody within pro wrestling. Uh I think he feel I think he feels a good spot in terms of like what we cover, the culture of what we're about and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He was a seminal point of many African American young people at my age, Milda's age, and on down, because Friday is such a cult classic, you know, within all of us. And not only seeing him there, but seeing him throughout the years beating everything, the fifth element, the dark knight, um, all types of movies. Like he did everything. You know what I mean? Like he he there was no role that I think he ever said no to, <laughs> for better or for Absolutely. worse. But um, you know, he was in that uh Who Stole the Potato Salad movie. Have you ever seen that? No, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh my god, you gotta I'm gonna send you a Google link to that. But like he was in everything, and you know, he he that one really hurt me and uh you know, it, it, it fucked me up for the, for the night uh, that, you know, when that news came out. But, you know, again, please be safe out here, everyone. COVID is real, <laughs> you know, and, and I say that to say, you know, that was something that he was dealing with at the time. And, you know, protect your, your loved ones and, and, you know, stay safe out there. But RIP, the tiny Zeus, Debo, whatever you want to call him, guy in prison from the Dark Knight, Lister, uh, way, way, way big of a loss for just the world. Absolutely. Yeah, we go. Let's dedicate No Holds Bar to him, as opposed to the other person in No Holds Bar, who we don't give a fuck about. Oh fuck him! That was even never about him. But yeah, <laughs> um, Goldberg Untold the Streak. What a fascinating 
listen, these untolds get better and better. Um, I think I've always wanted to know the the behind the scenes from the man himself on the streak. And we get that here with Goldberg. DDP's in it. Uh, Eric Bischoff has has quotes in this as well. Such a fast DDP really a rogue agent. DDP be like, I'm on AEW and I'm yeah, on, no, like you know, you know what bothered me about DDP is his motherfucking cartoon ass veneers. Did you see those? But he's been having those, it's been like 20 years with those damn veneers. He was he's a if we talk in near talk, he is probably one of the founding fathers <laughs> of like in my child memory of like veneers, veneer, near talk. Like, Shout out to Mark, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Mark. Uh, DDP is definitely a founding father, but yeah, he getting the bag everywhere. I feel like he's not locked down. He's like, bro, I just I just show up where I'm called for, you know, bro, bro. But he's um, he's such a positive influence on this show. We find out, uh, you know, if you didn't know that he was one of the the contributing factors to Goldberg actually joining pro wrestling. But we also get the you know the story from Goldberg's mouth. He's an intense guy, <laughs> and he yeah does, he does not cease to be intense throughout this whole documentary. It's, I think when you're able to look at it, you know, what's, what's crazy about it is that now he's able to kind of talk about it like all after the fact when he has a much stronger grasp and idea of what pro wrestling is. And I think, honestly, I think if he knew as much about the business of pro wrestling as he does now, a lot of things would have been different with the streak. Yeah. And I, I don't think it would have ended. I don't think he would have done the hogan thing so early i don't think a whole bunch of things would have happened but you know i think it's really the streak is kind of one of the most it's i think a a positive product of a creative team that says okay let's take something and let's make it and it's organic and it works and it works with the image and kind of everything worked and it build you see in this untold it build Bill Goldberg to kind of really be a mainstream star, at least on the WCW side of things, where on the WWE side or Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Goldberg was right there too on magazines and everything. He was a star, and it was it's actually interesting and, and really um, a really interesting point that you brought up about him not being political, um, and especially you know now looking at the things that he's put in now, like this is someone who came into the business. And like he said, he came to go to work, did his job and went home. He never questioned anything. He never asked anything. He never tried to fight or do anything political. And you see that in a lot of ways, like he mentioned the Hogan uh, match from the Georgia Dome, which they gave away on TV, which is you know still perplexing to me, but um, he, he had icy hot <laughs> on his body. So when he put him in, when he put him in a headlock, the icy hot gotten, you no, know, Bill's face and, you know, Bill never questioned it. In fact, he said, that's a funny story, but it was like, you know, intentionally he's saying, you know, Hogan tried to sabotage him, you know? Mm. Mm. Let Hogan try that shit now. <laughs> See what happens. Then. But one of the most interesting parts, uh, and I want to play this clip is, uh, Oh, you brought clips. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's a clip here, but the, the most interesting thing is Bill's feud with Kevin Nash, which, seemingly from this documentary has not uh has not gotten any better in the last 20 uh 20 years Kevin Nash so I don't know if anybody knew it was my birthday I don't think anybody cared it was my birthday it's Bill's birthday December the 27th that he got beat because he came and told me that day but it's also the anniversary of my mother's death December 20 
uh, 7th, 1994, the day my mom died of cancer. I think I topped you. That's real. I just walked away from him. Uh, I've never been that green in my life. <laughs> I ain't never been that green in my Listen, life. Kevin Nash is Kevin Nash has been green since what, what he was at Wizard in WCW. Like he's been green <laughs> since then. Like he is capital G in green. In terms of I think if there was a Hall of Fame, a green Hall of Fame, you'd probably be like leading the class in every sort of line because you you even said it yourself. I remember you said it on Twitter like a couple of years back. It's like even those times, you know, when Kevin Nash came to the ring with a promo and rested rested himself on the ropes, you knew some shit was coming. Yep. When whenever Kevin Nash would come out and he would be on the turnbuckles chilling, <laughs> you know he did not he did not come to work that day. And the the major point of contention within the last fifteen minutes of this documentary is the ending of the streak. Um, Goldberg seems to think that Kevin Nash was the mastermind behind it because he was in the booking committee. Uh, Goldberg is mistaken. Nash wasn't on the booking committee until a month after that, the end of January. So how convenient, how convenient (laughs) a month later, he joins the booking committee. It's almost as if this result, maybe, uh, I don't know, leaned in that direction. I, you're not going to make me believe that he was, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. You you think, you think that he was, that he had something, you know, something to do. Do I think he had influence on the booking? Yes. (laughs) Do I do I think he was on the booking committee? No, but do I think he had influence on the booking? One hundred percent, yes. Yeah, and because I, I mean, you know, WCW was the good old boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, it was it was the boys' club. I think there's there isn't a, a much clearer view of of what you know that is other than that. But you know, like Goldberg said, you know, I believe it. Nash said that he thinks that Hogan and he he passed the buck to Hogan and Bischoff basically because it's easy to because it's like. And what? <laughs> and Hogan going to be like, and what? I, I like Kevin Nash a lot. I like the cut of his jib. I, and even I, even in this, even from, and I like Goldberg. I thought he was incredibly candid and open and honest in this in this uh, documentary. But nothing, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that, for them to t- flip it to the other side, Kevin Nash is also the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, I really, yeah. I, I really think that it's like, you know, again, they're they're two sides of the same coin. One is just way. Why was Kevin Nash interviewed? <laughs> I, I, I it was so fascinating that they let them go at each other. For ten- you know what, it's it's fair because he did end the streak. But at the end of the day, it's like I feel like you could ask anybody else. Well, most hilarious <laughs> part of that. Most hilarious part of that is the cattle prod and and Hall looking into the camera and clicking it. <laughs> Get it all <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> green, <laughs> these boys green as hell. But uh, I don't want to give everything away. Uh, the Goldberg Untold documentary is on the WWE Network. Check it out, please. That I, I I swear I look at one of these every single weekend on on the network. It's definitely worth. It's good. It. Yeah, it's worth. It's good. I, I I like going on the network on Sunday and realizing something new is there in terms of new content, in terms of something, even if it's like that, um, that 24, the undertaker with all the old people and stuff like that. I like legitimately or waking up on Saturday morning and looking at talking smack. I legit like coming on the weekends and just like, okay, let me turn it on. And something new is there. So keep doing what you guys are doing on the network. You guys are finally, I guess, getting it together. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a Chronicle Kevin Owens on Saturday. Uh, so, We'll definitely be talking about that next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what happens when you get a chronicle. Um, speaking of Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens had an interview uh, this week where he revealed plans to have Vince wrestle him and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 34. This would have been the place uh, where I guess Daniel Bryan had came back. So it was going to be uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Vince and Shane. Wow, that would have been. As I don't know if that wouldn't have. All right. So immediately when we think of this, we think of like, damn, that might have been trash. But it might have been fire for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, to be honest with you. Um, because Vince McMahon, and of course we have the, the cops room behind us. That, that would have been the ambulance uh, coming to pick Vince McMahon up after that match. You think Vince McMahon could have went up for a pop-up powerbomb? Well, he remember he got headbutt two and a half years ago, and he got frog splash. I absolutely remember. I absolutely remember it. So I but think, I think that, would you know, the, that would have been the continuation of that. I think, right? Yeah. No. 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 Absolutely. One hundred percent. And and I think just in general, and and it's great that we got the Daniel Bryan moment, and I think it works. Um, actually, I didn't think con- considering how we complained about that feud when it was happening because it didn't seem like anything was leaning towards anything. Um, because it seemed more like Shane McMahon was the heel in this situation for how he was like obviously undercutting his own talent in a very heelish way. However, um, I thought they would have got, I mean, any Vince McMahon match, especially at WrestleMania, one, it's getting time, one, it's getting story, another, it's getting story, and it's getting a whole bunch of other added plus. I think it would have done wonders for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think even now, WrestleMania 34, as there's not a lot I remember on it just off the top of my head, but you don't really remember that match, to be honest with you. You remember it as Daniel Bryan's comeback, but you don't really remember the match just in general. So, Hold on, WrestleMania you know. 34. I think, you're, I think you're capping. I mean, I've, it's just off the top of my head. I don't remember much. It's not that it was a bad pay-per-view. I just don't remember much off the top of my head. What was that? That that was Flair Oscar that year. That was like our one of our matches. Flair Oscar. Um, okay. You had uh, AJ and Nakamura. <laughs> you had. Uh, uh, I, I could forget that. You had Kurt and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie, which was way. Oh, before. that was that one. Yeah. And you had the the weird Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the Ronda and listen, the Ronda and Kurt versus Stephanie and Triple H thing that five stars. It still it ages better every time you watch it. To be honest with you, it's so yeah. I mean, you know, it would have been great to see Vince McMahon wrestle Kevin Owens, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon, father son. I don't know if would if it would have had the same effect considering both father and son are old as hell. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it would have had the same effect of like I'm trying to protect my dad. It's like you better protect yourself too because you you a couple steps away from you know uh, you falling know the chair falling off that yeah man come <laughs> on man man fell out a helicopter like a month prior or something like that. he told his ass to come to work <laughs> yeah uh, come on next up really quick news here on EC3 uh, <laughs> EC3 paradox he okay yeah he, <laughs> he didn't have to laugh he, he had it. Not about the content, but about the you just but people are going to think you is. I just want (laughs) to completely cut that apart that he's not laughing at that. He's laughing at the paradox thing. But yes, talk about the EC3 news now and and, in relative context. Let's do it. Um, EC3 talks about contacting COVID-19 from one of the uh, multiple indie shows that he's worked in the past two months. Funny how that works, right? I don't know. (laughs) 
He also talks about, again, uh, the reason I want to talk about this is him talking about the concussion issues that he had within the WWE, which, you know, really hindered his push. He doesn't really have any hard feelings on WWE for letting him go. Uh, he was actually pitching the character that he has now to them before he was let go. Um, but he does talk about the fact that the concussion issues did hamper his his you know his time there, largely after the Velveteen Dream Ooh. match where he got the concussion after the DDT on the steel the uh, steel ramp. Uh, I just want to say that I just want to say that for everyone who you know seems to think that WWE was wasting him. He says it himself here. He was sidelined five to six months at a time. So these were very severe concussion issues to a point where I feel as though maybe he should rethink what he's doing right now in ring, right? Because he's getting them way too easy. I think he should just go to... It's it's tough because I would say, hey, go to a specialist, but obviously insurance, money, where does all that come from? Especially during a pandemic where you want to be able to work, but you can't really work because it's not safe. So you can't really get paid. So you can't do a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, it it, it, it really does. Like, I mean, it sucks because he still has to, uh, you know, he, he still has to, to really, you know, get his money, but also stay relevant. You know, he works, he, he's still working uh, at ring of honor. He says he's going to come back to ring of honor. But again, that is again, up in the air. He's not working there now because due to their protocols, he won't be a final battle, but he says he wants to continue his uh, his feud with uh, Jay Briscoe, which I think they could probably have a pretty good match. I think Jay Briscoe is a pretty good singles uh, competitor. Uh, and one, again, one of the linchpins of ROH, but once again, like it was really like, it really sucks, but it's also like, bro, you got to be more careful, yo. <laughs> you know, there's videos of him getting, getting cut open <laughs> on, on stage at an indie show and, and you know, having, you know, blading and all that stuff right now is just not safe at all but you know i i i you know pray that ec3 who also says that he actually gave it to his parents who were visiting him as well which is irresponsible to the max but uh they, they're all okay now he says and you know hopefully he has a, a speedy recovery again stop playing with this COVID 19 shit it is serious it is so serious stop playing with it, it. is but I, I I understand kind of where the situation that they're in. They just can't stop working. Like it's 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 unfortunate that we're in this kind of situation there is, especially if you're working as an independent, like truly indie wrestler. It's tough to actually stop working because then you don't get paid. You would hope that you have enough money saved over, you could do things, especially during a WWE run, et cetera, et cetera. But it's tough to stop working. Um so at this point all I can say is you would hope all the independent promotions follow a, a strong enough protocol. I yeah. think it's really up to the, the the promoters themselves to be like, okay, we want to make this a safe environment for kind of everyone involved, not like roll the dice. It's like you might get COVID, but don't sue us if you get COVID. So we're going to sign this whole harmless <laughs> agreement or anything like that. Um, like, listen, it might be a little COVID in there. Um, but it, it, I think – if, if this is the situation that they're in, which they absolutely are, it just has to be, you have to ensure that you're in the safest situation and everyone has been checked in a strong, it's not just temperature checks. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you enter oh, a temperature check. All right. He's COVID free. Cause that's not how it works. Get tested. Damn. Damn. Um, if, if, 
if they have enough money, if they have enough thing to sell tickets, they should have enough to start paying for maybe some rapid testing, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Slammy Awards really quick. You got to get to the predictions and all that. We're, we're about we're almost Slammies. 30. Uh, the so Slammies Slam- are back. The Slammies are back, and they will be airing live on the WWE Network uh, and the digital and social platforms on Wednesday, December 23rd at 10 a.m., I, th- I guess this is taking over the bump for that week because that's usually. I'm pretty bump. sure the same people who do the bump are going to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. It's. I'm not bringing in a whole new team to f- host something else on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the bump and all their glory. Get a lot of. They'll get chastised by Bailey a couple times. Um, might see someone new that you haven't seen before, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the bump. Um, so a couple of the nominees uh, are really the categories. Uh, of course, Superstar of the Year, which has the nominees of Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. Some of the okay, the Becky whole four horsewomen and the fifth horsewoman, Asuka. <laughs> the, the Becky Lynch thing is unfair because she's absolutely going to win this. And you know, I, well, what you what do you think they base this off of? Because she was only around for four months. I guess whoever had big enough moments throughout the year to be able to highlight on a screen. I, I can't say what they base this off of. Like, yeah, Don't I, get I, me wrong. A lot of people they've listed have had great years, but I could cut down this list by like four people. But, but <laughs> by comparison, Edge has been around way longer than Becky was, and he wasn't even nominated. This year, I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year alone. He wasn't nominated at all, and he was around. He, I mean, he got. I think he was he is he in the greatest match ever? Yeah, the greatest yeah, he, wrestling match ever. Got yeah, something he, in the in the Mania match too. So I don't right. know. Uh, they got match of the year, which is the Boneyard match. Uh, the Hurt Business versus the New Day, which is completely random. It was a month ago. I completely forgot that it happened. Um, Edge versus Randy Orton, greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash. The Men's Royal Rumble match. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso, which is a, kind of a galaxy brain pick there. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey and Helena Cell. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy at uh, Clash of Champions. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch versus Oscar. Some good picks there. I'm not gonna lie, but no NXT- good picks. Make a playlist. Make a playlist. I would watch it. But no, I, actually, you know what? I said no NXT, but they do their own. They do their own awards. So never mind. NXT does their awards in like February. It's like it makes no fucking sense. Well, they, they let the whole year go by, so I, I get it. I mean, technically, Fuck like, if, that. Something bangs, if something bangs at TLC, then, like, it's going to get cut off here. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, it, NXT don't even have a takeover in December. They they, just, I mean, I guess they used to. <laughs> they, didn't they just have one last month? Yeah. I mean, that's weekend? their last takeover. What are, what are we looking, what are we thinking out for? Are we expecting a, 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 a bomb, a bomb Leon Ruff versus a... This is Leon a weird, Ruffin. weird thing that you're just saying right now because they literally just had a December takeover. No, I, I agree with what you're just saying, but I'm like, why are we waiting till February to get their match with the for they 2020? Wait. They do it in January. They don't wait till February. You're you're saying it's February. Still, it's not February. It's still January. It's still pretty long. January, I don't care anymore. Uh, they tie it into storyline, so it, it makes sense. Um, rivalry of the year: Seth Rollins versus the Mysterios, Drew versus Randy, Edge versus Randy, <laughs> Sasha versus Bailey, r Truth versus the World, and Lana versus announcer tables. That is really green. I don't really know who wins that one. Uh, tag team of the year: the Golden Role Models, which should win. 
Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler, The New Day, The Prophets, and Shinsuke and Cesaro. It's either The Prophets or The Golden Role Models, right? Hmm. Yeah, Prophets. I would give it to The Prophets. Yeah, there, there are so many, but I think the one that uh, I'm looking at more than anything is Breakout Star of the Year, Dominic uh, Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Otis, <laughs> the Street Profits, and Murphy. This is actually, a, other than Otis, this is, this is a pretty good field of, of uh, newcomers this year. Other than Otis, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Otis was good last I mean, year. Why yeah, are we Bianca- saying? <laughs> well, I mean, they had a breakout oh, year. Okay. You know what I'm saying like they had a, they had a big year. You know, Otis had he won money in the bank. You can't you can't deny that. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, there there are so many other nominations. Uh, th- this will air on the twenty third. You can check them out at WWE.com. Um, I I I do want to get to. I want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom fifteen, but uh, it is 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 it? I don't even think it's that important to talk about. I want to wait to talk about that. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> you, don't, you haven't been watching it. I, I'm I looking like, at the card. I, I was like, like the, the, I like the I like the conversation. I like getting anticipated okay. because I might watch Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. In fact, I probably will. Okay, well, Wrestle Kingdom 15's card is taking shape. Uh, New Japan announced a slew of, of matches and cards uh, over the past 24 hours. On night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15, you have the main event, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Of course, uh, <laughs> uh, Kota did win the the uh, the briefcase this year at the G1. So, of course, this is, this is his match. Uh, but he lost the briefcase <laughs> to Jay White and still got the match anyway. So, yeah, great booking there. Uh, so he gets them on night one. Uh, the tag team championship match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi versus the Gorillas of Destiny. Of course, the Gorillas of Destiny won uh, tag league this year, so that got them. This uh, title shot, uh, Okada versus Will Ospreay, which should bang. Tanahashi versus uh, Great Okan, which a lot of people are arguing about this match. This is not the at the, at the league of other Tanahashi matches that he's had at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Mills, if I had to compare Great Okan to somebody, I would say that Tanahashi is facing um, Great Kali. Oh God, that is the equivalent. Yes. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, Takahashi versus El Fantasmo. Taka, Takahashi killed it in uh, the the juniors tournament a week ago. Really great match there. Uh, on night two, depending on who won the uh, double belts the night before, it will be Naito or Ibushi versus Jay White. Of course, Jay White getting. Uh, his title shot by beating uh, Ibushi for the briefcase. Uh, And for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, it will be Ishimori versus El Fantasmo or Takahashi, depending who wins the match uh, before that. And uh, Sonata versus Evil and Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. Night two, to me, honestly, looks like the weaker of the two cards. There's no U.S. title defense there. Moxley, of course, John Moxley still, of course, has the U.S. title, but I'm not sure if he's actually going to be showing up on this show. If he does show up, I don't know when that would happen because there are I don't there's a couple of road two shows that he could show up at, but I don't know if that that's even in the cards at this I, point. I'm pretty sure he'll maybe just show up at the show, and I have no thing. I just feel like he's just gonna show up at the show, pull a Jericho or something. He got to drop that belt because I don't think he'll be coming no. back often. So he has to like and, drop the, that belt and to it's a it's a good point to drop the belt because he's no longer AEW champion. So I guess they don't care <laughs> about him losing to random people so yeah might as well come back drop the belt listen i feel much more informed now now you talked about all these matches to be honest with you now i feel like i'm ready for wrestle kingdom uh 
15? 15. Yeah, I'm ready for that show. January 4th, January 5th, uh, I will be, it's a, you know, you know, whenever you guys come up with that name of that show, the new name of the show. January, uh, yeah, the 5th is a a Tuesday, Tuesday morning. That's okay. That's okay. I'll be ready. I'll, I'll watch it in the morning before the show. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I really right. Thanks, thanks, boy. Uh, but let's uh, let, 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 let's get serious real quick. If I can be serious for a minute, without being interrupted. <sighs> Meals, you know, I always love to respond to reports and drama and, and and things that come out of the dirt sheets. My favorite thing to do on this on this segment. So mm-hmm. last week, absolutely. Last week, it came out that a number of talent uh, on WWE Raw were told by Vince McMahon to go back down to the PC for more, uh, from, for, to get freshened up. So the, this talent included Olmos, who is uh, accompanying AJ Styles on Raw, Dabakato, uh, Otis, and one that stuck out was Keith Lee. And everyone Damn. lost their shit. Everyone lost their mind. It sounds like you wanted everyone over 300 pounds to go, <laughs> go back and go step their shit up, right? So... Yeah, people, you know, said they they treated it like they were being sent to prison. Like the PC is the worst thing in the world. Well, I'm here to tell you, I don't know if this is shocking any of you guys. There are a lot of people that go to the PC to train. I mean, almost everyone does that. You no, know, well, where do you think Kevin Owens was the day he did commentary for NXT? He was in the PC training. <laughs> Uh, where do you think there was probably there was probably on the other side of the war games match since they can fit nine rings in that fucking place according to you he was probably on the other side wrestling around in war games. Say, I didn't say nine rings. I didn't say. All right. Well, rings. you said I, well, you said a lot. Well, you meant you meant like you, yeah. I said you can fit a lot of things in there, and why well, I was right. But anyway, um, so you know, it was shocking to me to see the amount of people that were treating this like it was a bad thing, as if like getting paid to go get better is not actually really dope. Um, I think that again, if you've been, you ever, um, pay, if, you, ever, you ever get paid. All right. So here, here's what I would equate this to. And sorry to, sorry to cut off your point. Cause it, it's, it's really dope. I guess if we're looking at it from that perspective, but have you ever gone to a day of training for any job? These people have been to the classes at the PC, all of them, every single one of them. It's, it's but it's so inconvenient, you know, like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess I get a free day of work, but then I also got to go there and train and all this other stuff like that. I could see where they it would be there anyway. They would be there anyway, and I don't think there's anything wrong. We don't even know who they trained with or who they were being taught by. This this is a report again. This goes into you know my issues with reporting this type of stuff. It's reported as it being like there's no sl- like obviously there can't be a slant to it, but there, there the slant there is that okay let's let's get something you know to to set the timeline ablaze and this is what it is there's no context to it we don't know who said it obviously like that's that's a big part they never tell you who says this stuff right they don't we don't know the you know we we get we get you know a unnamed source says that they're shocked that keith lee was sent back down there but i was like what well, what was keith lee doing when he was at nxt every single day when they weren't working they were, he was working loops and training during the week so if they if they if they say okay i want you to go back down work with uh, work with Sean, work with, I mean, if Taker's still down there, work with Taker, work with somebody down there to go get better at being a big guy. 
because we yeah i i legitimately think that was, was that yeah that's what i'm saying like i i i think that it was one at least one of those those people that were doing that because they've been doing it for a long time and you know maybe keith lee should stop doing moonsaults because they want to they want him to last as long as taker did maybe i think it's a you know i think it's a considering you have all those who you just announced a lot of them are over a certain height a lot of them are definitely over a certain weight um nxt really doesn't cater to big men Mm-mm. or I guess it doesn't really cater to them at all because you haven't seen. I look at the example of Braun Strowman, right? Braun Strowman just comes up. You never see him on NXT television except maybe like one time as like a Adam Rose's. He's like a giant bunny rabbit or a curry pot or whatever the hell he is. But you never really see him on NXT television, but he just comes up because the NXT system, they don't do big men, they don't do seven foot tall. Uh, monstrosities because it kind of doesn't work within the, the, I guess, the fixture of their television show or their roster or how they kind of work. Um, it doesn't really work like that. So a lot of big people, a lot of big men, um, they normally don't get the reps in that they would on any other type of like any other type of superstar. And I say Keith Lee is the exception and I don't really call him like a, he's not really a big man. He's kind of like just a big guy. I guess he's, he's, a big, he's, he's kind he's of fucking huge meals. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but TV, I don't know. TV it's maybe not, it's because he doesn't work the typical big man style. He doesn't work the typical big man style, TV does not, which is why he doesn't do this guy justice. Like I absolutely, I, I understand he's a big guy. He doesn't work the big man style per se, which is why, you know, didn't look at him just as a big man, just in general. Like, yes, he's a big man, but he doesn't work the big man style. They have been making uh, him work that style since he came to Raw. And if the if the thing is, is we want you to kind of make it look like this, go back down there. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. There are people, and, and you know, the, the rest of those guys, there's no doubt that everyone agreed that those guys should be down there, right? But with Keith Lee, it's like they want to put him in a, in a specific light. And if that's where they want to do, like, who are we to say he's contracted to be there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, again, like, of, of all the things to be outraged about, this is like way lower than the Twitch shit to me. You know what I'm saying? If, if I looked at it like, okay, cool, they they want him to get better, they want him to to wrestle a certain style. Like, he might they might not want him doing leapfrogs and fucking planchas, except for only certain instances. But like right now, we're seeing him def- definitely change the way he actually does work. So like, I I don't see what the real issue is here like guys like if your if your boss says hey we want you to go down here and learn a new trade and learn a new skill and we're going to pay you to do it you'll fucking do it wrestling is no different stop being precious with these people that you do not know like just yeah just- but i i i don't have anything against it i my thing is that this shouldn't even really be a news point in general like it just it, it it's not really a news point to me personally. Like, oh, they went back to go training. Like, think of how that looks kind of in a vacuum compared to most news. It's like when you're talking about like when we talking about like Kevin Owens potentially wrestling Vince McMahon and 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 a whole bunch of other stuff that are happening backstage. Like, this person going back to get more training shouldn't really be a news point. So obviously, I agree with you from the standpoint of like this is release. Kind of just because you know what's going to occur when people say it or what their illicit reactions are going to be when this actually happens. So I 100% get it there. Um, that's kind of really the my the true extent to my thoughts on it. I 
don't have a problem with it. If they don't have a problem with it, I don't have a problem with it. I could see how it could be cumbersome, especially if you've been on the main roster for quite some time. And then they just like, ah, you don't like how you're working. Go change it. I could see how cumbersome if you were like, I could see, I'm not saying that it's wrong or I'm not saying I'm, that it's bad. I been there that long. Be, like none of them have been there that long. I could see how it'd be cumbersome. I mean, Otis has been there for a couple of years. So the, the, Otis, the fact, but you would agree that Otis needs it though. I would agree that Otis needs it 100%, but I, I would agree that I could see, I'm not saying that it's wrong or bad. I could say, Oh, this is cumbersome. Like uh, going back ah, to change yourself. All right, but I'll do it. You do it anyway. Like it's not a big deal. Just do it anyway. But, you know, you might look at that and be like, but what are they thinking? Like, uh, do they think I need work? If I'm looking at it from a superstar standpoint, I'm looking at it as like, do they think I need a change? Do I think I needed this? Like, kind of what are they, unless it's spelled out to me, like, we want you to work this style and we're going to have you work with these special people to do it. But and that's my um, problem is that we don't know any of the, the information. We just, yeah, we don't know anything. So it's like, you know. I the only thing I know is that oh they were sent back and I'm just coming up with like okay what could be the varying you know list of reactions to this they could be like okay yeah sure or they could be like oh that's weird what's wrong with the way I work or something like that um who knows yeah who knows uh anyway there's nothing wrong with getting better nothing wrong with being good I think through all of it all these guys I hope that they get better through it so uh that is my uh that's my segment for the week and when we come back, we will be predicting WWE TLC 2020. First, the challenger, the greatest hero for miles and miles, the protagonist of this story, the phenomenal AJ Styles. <laughs> Next, the champion. And honestly, my second choice. Uh, don't forget my ferocious friend with a deep and mighty voice. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I actually didn't forget Omis. I made a director's cut for time. I want to focus on the competitors here. So, Omis, thank you. But now, where was I? Ah, but who would be brave enough to face these foes? Well, that's where the story gets interesting, because as everybody knows, the WWE champion Drew McIntyre is the bravest of all, a mighty Scottish warrior, so strong and so tall. They'll never take my freedom! John, what are you doing? What a segment. What is that? Please cut that off. I was I wanted to scream in the middle of it to cut this off because I don't know why they would start Monday Night Raw in that fashion. Expect people to continue to tune in. <laughs> uh, I just in a in a in a day afternoon really where it just comes out that Raw had record low viewership uh, this week. I actually don't think that this segment was the reason. I think that obviously. Electoral college. I didn't want to stick around. <laughs> but I mean, again, there was a lot of shit going on yesterday. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Raw was a great show by any means, but I'm saying that there's a, there was a lot of shit going on yesterday in particular. I agree. Uh, I agree. I-, I could see why it would have lore because of everything that's going on. But I would, I would probably say that none of the stuff they did on the show helped in terms of retaining viewers as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because when you start over the segment, like... 
Go ahead. You had football. You had uh, you had Sports Center. You had uh, CNN. A lot of shit was going down yesterday. But you know, of course, yeah. people are doing their thing <laughs> this week. Because I mean, no, no, no. But let's like, I'd say at, with all those things going on and all the other stuff, like there there are times where stuff like that isn't going on, and. And I think it's a lot of it because Raw kind of like stinks. And it's a lot of it it just is. It just stinks. I, I, I give props to Miz for being the only person who's not like the only person, but I give props to the performers. Let me not say just Miz. The performers in that segment for doing the best that they could. But the fact that this was what they chose to open Raw with to me was insane. When they could have done it in probably a better way, like a pre-tape or something along those lines, or a video package, or something cooler like that. Um, they, they, it just seems like they're they're punting on this whole month before 2021. I know that it ramps up, but it's like, you don't want to keep doing that and letting the ratings get so low that you got to dig yourself out of a 1.5 million yeah. hole. But, but, you know, and this is only going to get, you know, tougher as NFL ramps up, NBA will be going on at the same time, also, which is unprecedented for the you know the the amount. NBA ratings don't push, uh, don't do numbers crazy anymore. So I couldn't see, I couldn't see people unless it was an actual like playoffs. Yeah, but I'm, but even the playoffs are getting low numbers as well. You also get again inauguration in a month. Uh, that coverage will, will take everything up. There, there's a bunch. Like, I'm shocked that news is literally like looking at this shit right now. It's like they're they're in like at least eight of the twenty slots of the top twenty last night. Raw fell to number eight. Um, everyone. So I heard what? No, I was gonna say. So I heard um Neil saying it's finally gonna change the way they actually do ratings <laughs> in the future, which makes no sense that they haven't done it already. But I think they're going to include a lot more like, um, I guess it, I have to look at the article. Damn, why didn't I bring the article with me? But I know Nielsen plans on changing the way they do ratings um, in terms of how they uh, uh, do. Oh, OK. So here we go. Oh, damn. This is until 2024. Yeah, Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Nielsen said it would replace his current TV ratings system. By 2024, with a metric that incorporates digital viewing, including streaming TV, as well as current traditional audiences that could shift, that could transform how TV and digital video ads are bought and sold in the future, blah, blah, blah. Seems like WWE would benefit highly on that if they, uh, with everything kind of going with streaming and stuff. But it's wild that they haven't done it yet, considering how the streaming model and how many people are cutting cables and all the other stuff has been around for so long. It's kind of weird that that hasn't been incorporated yet already. Yeah. Like, um, and it, who's to say what that would help for a Raw, a AEW, a SmackDown, an NXT? Like, who's to say what it what it would help or what it would hurt? But, um, I, again, like when you when you get into like the prophesizing of ratings, like it's like 1998 again, it's just not the same type of deal. Uh, I, again, I think you're looking at it from people looking at it from two different types of lenses and. I don't, that's why I don't even really like to get into the conversation, but uh, record low for Raw, uh, but really high ratings for SmackDown. So it's like, again, it's like, who's to say what, what like next week it could go back up to 1.9. You know, who, who knows what, what will happen with these shows, but. Uh, the streets love Roman. Streets love Roman. Yeah, I don't know why they love that SmackDown on Friday. I, I think there was nothing else people had going on. It's going to be interesting to see what SmackDown does on Christmas Day. 
<laughs> next week. Don't expect anything high. I wouldn't expect anything. I mean, high. they're on, but, they're on FS one on Friday. That's that's a night off to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a huge night. But I like their FS one shows, especially when they do that after dude again. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. I'll be watching it on YouTube like I did on uh, last weekend. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get in. Let's get into the shows. Let's get into the show. I was told. What? What? How? I mean, we're doing the predictions. We don't do shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the predictions about the shows and stuff. All right. WWE TLC 2020 emanating live from Tropicana Field at the Thunderdome. Uh, I think the card looks good. I think the two TLC matches should be really, really good. The card looks amazing. (laughs) It's way too good for a December pay-per-view where, you know, I don't know. It's way better than it it has. And again, like the, the issue with WWE this year and even NXT has been the TV is never really that good, but the pay-per-views are usually really, really good. Because they spend and, four weeks of saying the same thing to build you to that one damn match. <laughs> yeah. And here we have another we have another example of that with with, uh, with this card. Uh, let's let's break it down right now. First up, the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day, uh, defending their titles versus the Hurt Business. We saw this. A lot of times. This is actually one of the rare matches on this car that uh, we have not or we've seen a lot <laughs> over the past couple of months. But, um, you know, they've, they've done count out victories. They've done one on one victories. I think it might be time to just go ahead and let the Hurt Business have the, the title here. I, I don't see what advantage, especially in this severely depleted tag team championship uh, division in Raw, what it benefits from having the New Day hold them for that long. I don't know. I think the benefit of having New Day hold them is just because it's the New Day as opposed to like kind of anybody else. The Hurt Business is good, but I mean, I don't know. It's, the thing is, I like the idea of this match more than I like even the result of it. I think both teams will absolutely pull some shit out of them. And and it's going to be another, I guess, match of the year candidate since <laughs> they just had one last month, apparently. Um, but you know what it's missing? You know how TLC used to have like a tables match, a ladders match, a chair match or something like that, or, or one of the two yeah. or one of the three. Rather? This needed a stipulation. And I thought that it was it's like severely missing one. And, you know, whether they announce one now or later, like I thought that that would have been a really good idea. They went to- all in on the budget in the main event. They were like, listen, <laughs> this is where we're paying it. We had no tables nowhere. You have no chairs nowhere. It's all for the main event. Roman requested extra chairs for a particular reason. But then you run into the issue that WWE has done so many ladder matches this year and New Day have been in one of them already. Mm-hmm. So I get why you don't do a stipulation, but I think that a stipulation definitely worked here. Whether it, But I mean, I even think a two out of three falls would have worked here um, to get over the fact that the, the Hurt Business has to overcome winning, you know, beating them two more times in order to, to win the titles. Like, I, I think that would have been a really great uh a really great stretch here but i think the hurt business is going to win i'm going to go with the new day but i do like i again i think this match could potentially steal the show once again i like all four competitors in the match despite kind of everything that's gone down it's been built up kind of to a way where you're like okay these two obviously there's a competitive edge in new days and serious uh you know in serious jeopardy of losing the championship so you at least have that so it's not like they're like scrubs completely um so 
despite it all, despite me not wanting to watch any of the stuff leading up to it, I'm looking forward to this match. All right, so we're split there. Um, <laughs> this next one's gonna gonna be a fan favorite here. Uh, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match: Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Oof. Hmm. <laughs> what a what a rough rough view to put Sasha in. Great entrance, fantastic entrance, wasn't it? Did you see it? I like the entrance. I like the entrance. I think the rest of it could go to hell. <laughs> the rest of what they did could go to hell. Sasha has a very long, like, like long road ahead to make this look good. She's not facing Bailey and Sa- and, and Oscar anymore. I'll tell you that much. It is. This could be really disastrous. I, uh, as far as a match goes, I I don't know. I'm not. Like, you know, so I'm not completely all right. So they had the they had the soft match last week. And they didn't do anything, which is the right. I'll be honest with you. Because of that match, I believe in this match a little bit more. Because despite Carmella kind of really doing the same thing over, it was a level of, it seemed like there was a general effort into making her seem like a true contender and also an asshole. With um, with the guy she had, you know, I guess I don't want to call him, was there assistant or butler or do you know what he who he was uh he was her security guard oh security guard okay really and why was he holding all right well whatever security security her handler, uh, or, not, oh. not her handler but i guess her, her assistant or something yeah something along those lines did you hear about the backstory of that guy yeah he's uh he's had a very uh Colorful history. Crip turned ballet last. Yeah, I was gonna say colorful. You you just went straight at. It. Okay, all right. Well, listen, the blue made sense for me. Um, yeah. And why? But no, I think they did. They, you know, it was better that 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 ending on Friday was better than um, a lot of things they've done in this feud. It's kind of made it work. Um, with that said, the match itself, I have the opposite feeling that I have of this New Day match. Not looking forward to this match, but I'm open to them surprising me. It's just Carmella as a heel who has to really dictate the pace of this match because she is the heel. I know it's going to be a lot of hair pulling, a lot of smiling, a lot of cackling, a lot of walking around the ring and holding my, her hands up in the air. That's what I know it's going to be. Um so I'm not really looking forward to this match, but I don't see why you take it off of Sasha Banks at this point. Uh, no. Despite Car- yeah, dis- despite Carmella coming back, and I guess you need to like freshen up and really kind of legitimize your character. It's like, ah, do you really need to legitimize? <laughs> like, how legit do you need this to be? I might be unpopular here, but I, I think this ends in a DQ as well. Like, I think this is also ends in some chicanery. Uh, mm. I, I, leads to New Year's New Year's match. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and and that's where where it ends off at because they got to, they have got to like stretch this out. I think they are building Bianca to to get there, and Sasha needs to needs to run with somebody for a while before they before they do. Because if there's no stipulation here, like then to me, then this isn't like a blow off. This is something that, well, like win or lose, like Sasha's going to continue the feud. So like, why not just? Right. Not end it here and then just do it later for a rating. Um, all right. So, Sasha, uh, it is, it's all coming up, Sasha. Win, lose, or DQ. <laughs> um, so, 
Next up, we have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match between Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler. But there is a new wrinkle to this match as of Monday. Uh, Lana is out. Lana is out. She was injured, uh, kayfabe, uh, by Shannon Baszler and Nia Jax. After defeating Lana, or not after defeating Nia Jax, uh, they, they, you know, they pretty much gained up on her. And it looks like they broke her ankle or her foot or something like that. And now Asuka has to find a tag team partner uh, within the same show. Mandy Rose returned. So, I mean, I guess they're leaving that out there to see, like, if Asuka could pick either her or Dana Brooke to be her tag team partner. I'm thinking a little bit more. I'm thinking a little bit more Galaxy Brain. I think Sunday is when we get the return of Charlotte. Raw, let me tell you, Raw, Raw needs her right now. <laughs> like, they need her right now. This is, this is everything that we've been, we've been saying for, like, the past couple months. Like, this is where this is building, right? Yeah. Like, we see all the Instagram things of Charlotte in the gym, and it was like, "Girl, just come back, just yeah. <laughs> just stop, yes. like, just come, I, just come back." I don't see anyone else. Uh, I had already predicted they're going to do uh, Oscar Charlotte again uh, at Mania. Why not start it here? Um, I, I think that this is the the best the the best way for Oscar to have a a few going into it, have them be tag team partners, and have them break up. Like, why not just have Oscar win it, uh, be a double champion with Charlotte, and then you know, run rough shot on NXT and SmackDown and Raw f- until they face each other um, at WrestleMania. I say Asuka, whoever her partner is, I'm hoping it's Charlotte. If it's Charlotte, yes, they're going to win. If it is not, then I guess Nia and Shayna win. No, I, I can't see Nia and Shayna winning at any point during this. Even I, I <laughs> Unless Asuka legitimately picked. I saw Ember Moon going up to bed, like, uh-huh, call me. I was like, you should have stayed on the main roster if you wanted to be called. <laughs> like, you can't ain't no, take, ain't no take back swiper no you know yeah. you, you can't take that he's like called me it's like no now you go lose to tony storm like everybody or, or, or tamina with knees how about that see where you at wow all right see we weren't even gonna do that so okay we're gonna skip <laughs> skip past i'm calling oscar and his three question- partner <laughs> yeah Oscar and question mark will win this one um randy orton versus the fiend bray wyatt I will say one thing about Raw. These are these have not been segments that will garner ratings for anybody. These little kindergarten ass segments. The Bray Wyatt thing is wearing off for me. Not gonna lie to it's you. It's been we've it's, been saying this for like two years now. <laughs> I mean this this particular gimmick has run its fucking course. I'm done with it. They have not found a way after like I think you see the season finale, series finale of this gimmick. Was with the Cena match. Is, it, is and, Alexa injured? Why wasn't she on Raw? I don't know. That's a good question. Nikki Cross was on the main event, but she wasn't facing Alexa. So Alexa. I mean, I guess that's that. <laughs> with the stuff you see on main event, apparently, <laughs> people. Well, I mean, hey, uh, they they do storylines on main event now. Apparently, apparently, they had Jackson Riker on main event. They had, I, I saw Keith Lee versus what's his face. That's the thing. I don't know if it was fake or not, but. Keith Lee versus um Angel Garza. I was like, what? Yeah, conditioning man, got to got to get better. Listen, um, this this match from is the PC. <laughs> this is a match. Uh, it, it is a match. You know, it, it definitely. Um, I I don't know, man. <laughs> I we know this isn't going to be good. <laughs> Do we know no, this? It, Randy Orton has been on a very strong streak. It it's Bray Wyatt. It's Bray Wyatt. Do you trust Bray? Do you trust Randy Orton more than you don't trust the Fiend? I I I I trust Randy Orton. I do not trust. 
I do not trust Bray but Wyatt. But do you trust Randy it. Orton more to pull a good match out of Bray Wyatt than you uh, trust The Fiend to sully this Randy Orton match? I trust Daniel Bryan more to do that than I trust Randy Orton to do that. Hmm. Daniel's proven time and time again that he could get something out of this guy. Randy has not, as much as we trust him this year. I... All right, so it's really going to depend on the, the, the results of this. <laughs> leading into this match, it's going to depend on the results of the other match leading into this as to whether I want to see this or not. Because WWE can have great matches and then the results be kooky as shit and then you're like, it just blows all the wind out of your sails and stuff like that. So it might depend. But what I really wanted to say is I want to see it. But I'm wondering wow. if I will regret it. Wow. It's the fiend. It's a little bit different, and it's Randy. So it's not necessarily Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. It's the fiend versus Randy Orton. So it's a little bit different. So I kind of wonder how they, how Randy Orton's cachet necessarily will go along with the fiend Bray Wyatt. Will he immediately succumb and just kind of like get completely squashed, or will he mount a great comeback and you know fall in line of those like Bill Goldberg? And others yeah. who have defeated the fiend. I um, I do appreciate that Randy is into this. He's really, really into this feud. Um, I I just can't I can't muster up a fuck for this. After I saw him try and murder Bray Wyatt on Monday, and then the fiend came out of the the cat the the box, I was like, all right, I'm done with this feud. I'm done. Too much hokey shit. Too much hokey shit. Like it's a they're doing a lot. And it wasn't, and the whole hide and seek thing was also a lot. I get what they're trying to do, but it's not working in the scheme. I guess of people caring. I don't even want to say it's like a pro wrestling thing. I just people don't generally care. The rest of the show is so bad. It kind of maybe brings down this aspect of the show. Yeah, I think if the show was really actually super good, and I didn't have to see Retribution win with chicanery for the eleventh time. <laughs> Yeah, his- you get you get slowly down. You get you first of all, you get the retribution match, and then you get Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, which is I'm not saying anything. I think Dana Brooke is working actually. I'll say this: she's been working harder, and she's been looking better in the ring. So I'll give her that. But it's just like it bogs you, it boggles you down, like time after time and time after time and time after time again. And then randomly, Matt Riddle beats the hell out of MVP in like two minutes. Well, squash them. And I, when I said when I saw that, I said, "Uh oh, people are not gonna like what happened <laughs> in the next couple of weeks." Man, just flipped off the top of the rope, and it was a wrap. I, said, oh, <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, Bobby!" <laughs> you How were... great was that segment? Hey, man, listen, it's winning me over, man. <laughs> it really is. Bobby just does whatever. Bobby's Bobby should be on this card. I. I... They're not on the kickoff. Well, we'll 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 know by Friday, right? With they're in the kickoff. So I don't think yeah, card yeah, done. Definitely. I don't think it's done. Um, I got I got the fiend winning this. I'm gonna go with the fiend. It's just the easier, safer pick. Um, tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Kevin freaking Owens. Does this open the show or close the show? Mm, That's a good question. Um. They had Roman open last time, or two times ago, in Hell in a Cell. Had him open the show. Stole the entire show. Show was not able to recover. 
<laughs> after that match. I would, I would close. I think this is going to main of. See, the thing Drew's been main eventing. <laughs> so, like, they've been giving him his flowers this year. So, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, they, they have, they have been doing right by him. I think to end the year off, I would end it with Roman. I think it's going to end the show. I would end the year on this one. Hmm. It's a good thing to end the year on. I think it's fine. It'll be fine. Hmm. This feud has this feud. Kevin Owens needs a gun or something or something to kind of just stop from getting his ass beat every week, because that's been the general consistent thing of this feud. As good as 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 good as rebellious as Kevin Owens is, at the end of the day, the tribal chief is the tribal chief, and everyone bends to his will. And surely enough, he has bent a steel chair over Kevin Owens for the past number of weeks, and it's just, it's just not a great story. I think the performances are great. I think it is. The performances are great, yeah. It is routine story, title, defense story, number 11. But these work, especially when you get a face to to stand behind. And I think Kevin Owens is 100% the baby face that we can stand behind. And I really enjoy him in this role. Do not move him or turn him anytime soon. But um, he's you can, you can tell he's into this, you know. And I think that's what really makes me mm-hmm. enjoy it a lot. I think Kevin Owens is using this as like, hey, I belong in, in this role and I want to be in the top of the card. And I absolutely think that he belongs there. But in terms of Roman, he's he's just going to barrel through anyone right now. I don't think that there's many people that can overtake him uh, on that on this on this roster. So um, I, th- I don't think this is the last match between these two. Absolutely not. I think we're going to get one at Royal Rumble. Uh, I don't think KO is going to be in the Rumble because of this match. But I think they're gonna we're gonna get one more match. I don't know what with what gimmick you could do this with because regular ass match. They can't <laughs> not do regular ass match. They would have to do last man standing or something like that. That's the one thing that Roman hasn't been a part of yet because he's he's been Roman's been doing a lot. He's been fully <laughs> gimmicked up, right? Like this whole like this whole yeah. he's been back. He's been doing like nothing but other than that one Jey Uso match. It's been like all gimmick matches for the for the past uh, yeah. past couple of months. So. The last one he hasn't done is is last man standing, and I think that is the thing that you know. I I think that Roman wins, but KO takes him to the limit to the point where he's like, "I almost got you. Let me get another chance to do it." And that that's where we go to Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, last match: tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles for the first time ever. I cannot believe that this is the first time. They have ever faced each other. I thought it happened earlier this year. I apparently was bugging. Yeah, it has not happened before. So for a first time match, I'm extremely excited. AJ brings it when when he has to. You know, he doesn't do it often, but he, he you know, he's kind of his his style has kind of um, tapered off in terms of his health. You know what I'm saying? Like he he wants to stay healthy, so he doesn't do the wild shit that he's always done. I finished a TNA show for Spot Callers. I finally did it, and AJ oh. AJ is in. Look at one, you. AJ, it's a lockdown match, and AJ is in that is in the cage match, jumping from the bottom of the ring to the top of the cage and climbing up it. I cannot see him doing that today. <laughs> no, no, obviously not. He is one hundred percent old. He's doing some crazy stuff in that match, and you know to to watch that and to see what he does now is really funny to see. But I do think he'll he'll pull out all the stops to make a really great match with Drew, who has not missed this year at all. What if I were to tell you, I feel like AJ Styles will win this match. Oh, my God. He's he's just on a – it's weird. He's been on a run. He hasn't lost since he came to Monday Night Raw. He hasn't lost since they put him with Omos. 
He hasn't. I, I'm. I. I fail to realize how they plan on disp- like disposing of this very large gentleman unless they have Seamus kind mm-hmm. of do it and Seamus take kind of take an L or something. Yeah, Seamus or, or Miz. They haven't. Yeah, they haven't really put him in anything physical yet, so I can't see like Drew just kind of like completely booting him out of the scene right now. There seems to be a Miz and Morrison factor as well into this match that could tip it in one direction as well. I feel like you get a lot of jazz and maybe AJ Styles wins this. Is that your prediction? That's my prediction. I feel like AJ Styles could win this match. I feel like it's not as a Drew is going to win this as as we think. I mean, we thought Orton was going to win the ambulance match and he did it. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, we did. You sure? I think so. I think I either either I said it or you said it. Either we both said it. We thought that it was time and that he was going to get it back. You sure? All right, let me look that up. But <laughs> right, look it up. Look it up. Somebody look it up. I think we. I think either both of us said it. Or I or I said it. But we we've we've had doubt. We've cast doubt before. I don't think there's any doubt here. They've been playing up the undefeated streak of AJ since he's uh came to Raw for a reason. And I think Drew is that guy to beat the uh to to beat the streak here. And go into 2021 as the champion. I don't think AJ needs to. But he doesn't have to get pinned. He doesn't have to get pinned in this. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of a lot of foolishness going on with the amount of people that are involved in the storyline. You have Sheamus, you have Miz, Morrison, you even have Keith Lee involved in the storyline, and there's just something going to happen between one of these guys. Big Keith, Big Keith, and then you run you run Drew back again. Run him back again. Oh, you run the rumble. They're giving him hella. They're giving Drew hella fucking runs at this title during a pandemic. And I say I'm all for it. Give him, give him fucking redo five his runs. Tampa moment. Yeah, that's what I was saying. give him five reigns before before fans come back. Um, and- he wins the rumble again. He made events WrestleMania in Tampa again. We do it over. He called Brock back. Everything. Here's my thing. I think that I think there's gonna be a SmackDown woman winning the rumble this year. And I think, well, we think Bianca's going to win it. I think Bianca's going to win. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think that a SmackDown person is going to win the uh, the men's Rumble too. I really do think. Ooh. I think Brock's going to come back. <laughs> Ooh, Daniel Bryan. He hasn't won it before. He's never won it. He almost won it one time. He he spent it out. Well, that was the greatest Royal Rumble. But he's he's almost won a Battle Royal one time. But he's never won the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think he'll win. Daniel Daniel Bryan uh, and and Roman. If they're not going to do Rock, if if Rock is definitely coming, then Rock is not coming. <laughs> Did you see the news? Rock is not coming. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to tell. I've seen enough from that report to know Rock is not coming. Well, well, Rock said in front of who? Well, then you <laughs> then you like count me out. Well, then you have Drew lose it here, right? And then have Drew face Roman at, at Mania. Or have Drew, Drew win, face Roman. Or have Drew or have Drew have Drew lose here? Drew lose or Drew win the Rumble? But then he swears everybody, and then he goes to SmackDown and face Roman. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I could see happening. Yeah, Rock is absolutely not coming. Rock might make an appearance via video. <laughs> he might have some words for Roman versus Roman would would blow the roof off of that twenty thousand people that will probably be at, at WrestleMania next year. Listen. Rock ain't doing it for twenty thousand. He was like, "Listen, I need the people." He's seen a hundred thousand people before. He is not going for twenty thousand. <laughs> My man said, "I do it for WrestleMania thirty-seven. 
for 36 now. That looks like a no-go, my friend. I, you ain't stopping. My, my top two right now, Ryan and Drew for Roman. Those are the only, only two that I could see making any type of sense for him right now. Somebody's, I saw somebody say Jey Uso, and I wanted to slap the shit out of them. Jimmy. Jimmy wins. I saw somebody say Big E, and I was like, bruh. All right, so let's let's talk about the Biggie. I thought that was going to be your sorry if it offends this week. A Biggie went in the Royal Rumble. I, you know, I, I don't tremendous, tremendous talking smack segment. Yeah. Tremendous talking smack segment. I don't take it seriously, Mills. I, I really, I don't take that talk seriously. I just, I, yeah, I don't take it seriously at this point. There's not enough moving underneath it for it to be going in that direction. Could there be eventually in the future? Yeah. Think of, but right now there's not enough the moving people, underneath it. Think of the amount of people that would have to get. Remember with Kofi, only Ali had to get hurt for him to get moved into that spot. Think of the amount of people that would have to get hurt right now for Big E to move into that slot. You might you should start hurting people. The whole, the the whole damn roster. There, there, there are so many people that are ahead of him. Kevin Owens would be ahead of him. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan would be ahead of him. Drew McIntyre isn't even on the same show as him. and He'd be ahead of him. A guy that's not going to show up, the the Rock, is ahead of him. He's not even going to show up. And he's still- Biggie. I don't see the story here, Mild. I don't know what the story would be. They told you the story that was there. there. Didn't you see it? <laughs> they told you the story was there. The, no, I mean, so I guess this is all spinning off of that Talking Smack segment, which left cast a lot of doubt in his mind, but I think it casts a lot of doubt in terms of just solidifying his character in the direction of that. Now, let's not say it. They could decide to heat him up in a month. WWE could do whatever they want. They could decide he goes on a major run, and that's when he wins the Rumble. Because I think, honestly, that's what they did with Drew. Drew went on a major run and then won the Royal Rumble. He lost to Ricochet, I think, in like November or October or something, then went on a major run and then won the Royal Rumble. They could do that with Big E. I just don't think personally that it will happen with Big E this year. No. Or any year right it, now. It will. It just happen. doesn't seem in the stars. It will happen. It's going to happen. Does it have to be at WrestleMania? No. Absolutely not. Why did they have to redo the Kofi thing with him also? Yeah. It could be a SummerSlam. They, they, they could they could do this. I think it's going to happen. I'm not taking this, this Paul Heyman segment seriously. It is talking smack. It's Talking Smack. Lots of great things happen on Talking Smack. Yeah, great things happen on Talking Smack, but not WrestleMania main events. Let's just be clear. Mm. If, that, if that was the case, Daniel Bryan and Miz would have main event at WrestleMania. It didn't. Should have. It made it, 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 like. You still hurt. It, it was <laughs> it, that. And, but I mean, they brought it back and it ended up doing SummerSlam. And it ended up yeah. around one punch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, again, like. All right, well. Let's wrap this show up now. I, again, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't take it serious because, and this is nothing. This is not a knock against Biggie. He just got new music. He's just getting new gear. He's just getting a, a, a his first single feud with Sami Zayn, which I think could go well if they just get, people need to give this some time. As much as people want to complain about people going back down to the PC to be given the time to be able to get better, give Big E time. Stop being so precious with every fucking thing in this. That's for any company everyone's so precious like it has to happen right now like it has to happen in due time and it will happen for Big E I believe that it will you can see they believe in him they would not give him new music that they asked for (laughs) he asked for well they they were they were they wanted the new music they wanted Wally to do it Big E wanted Wally to do it yeah yeah 
Yeah. They were behind the idea of him making his own music. Right. They were behind the idea of Keith Lee making his own music. Give these guys time, bro. Give them time. They have to lose sometimes. They have to go back and train sometimes. Like, that's what it is. But I think that that was more Paul Heyman putting Big E over because that didn't seem like it was scripted at all. More than it being a storyline. He was playing off of him. No, he was 100% playing off of him. Exactly. You know, and and Paul Heyman is absolutely right. You have to make it so that... Remember that time where people thought Miz was racist? Yeah, oh my God. Because he was playing... (laughs) Oh my God. Are we going to talk and smack? Using his uh, what what do they say? Using his uh, his privilege to talk about Biggie's uh, I'm just like, all right, y'all, y'all too woke for me. It's either ratings or wokeness on wrestling Twitter. This is way too woke. Anyway, that is the show this week. Uh, as always, follow us at the A Show RNC. Uh, or I'm sorry, so follow us at A Show RNC on Twitter. Uh, we have new episodes out this week. We have a new episode of the Rewriters Room talking about Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania win with Armand and the crew. Really great episode. Uh, Caleb is on that episode as well. A uh, big fan of him, and he's a he's a big fan of the show and big supporter of the show as well. Uh, we have the War Report coming this week as well. And as I said earlier, I watched Lockdown 2008. Me and Cyrus are going into the lab to talk about that show uh, for Spot Callers. And we also have a special, special, special episode of uh, – I think we should, we're going to have a special episode of Ramen Talk coming soon on Power Rangers. So, yeah, it'll be a Christmas, it'll be a Christmas delight for you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Christmas delight, if you go over to the Lookout RNC page, we were giving a lot of Christmas delights out uh, via actually today. So as you're listening to this to this today, we're giving out two premium subscriptions to Crunchyroll for the next three months, considering there's a lot of great anime coming out. So you can definitely follow us at the Lookout RNC and hit the thing and follow, I guess, Mooney's Club as well, and you'll be able to get the premium subscription. And you know what? I'm going to spill it on this. What we're giving out on... Uh, we're giving out on Thursday. We're giving out a very special Funko that was an exclusive to San Diego Comic-Con that never actually happened because Comic-Cons <laughs> were a thing this year. But they still gave out an exclusive Funko of, you know, Super Saiyan God Goku. So we'll be giving that out Ooh, this week as well. That's expensive. That was expensive. Okay. <laughs> I bought it to give it away. <laughs> Shout out me. Dedication. And the crew at the lookout. You guys have had a, a fucking massive year, you know, throughout all of COVID and everything. You guys have been killing it this year. So I gotta tip my hat to you, bud. Uh on air here. Like I I love the lookout. You guys should support the lookout as well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm always checking everything out that these guys do, and you should as well. So shout out to the to the crew there. Uh and thank you guys for listening to the A show this week. Uh, for meals, I'm Justin. We'll see you guys later.